All right, guys, you are here at financialid.info, and I'm here with a special guest today by the name of Ferrari Simmons. Hey, welcome, guys. Listen, uh, it's a special honor today to sit down with this young man. It's it's Sean, right? Sean, yeah. Sean, Sean, it's a pleasure, Sean. (laughs) Sean, so listen, Ferrari, I know you're the host at Streets 94.5. You're the captain of the streets. You got everybody in line. You make things happen. You've been here in Atlanta for a while. Where are you from, to be exact? Uh, originally from West Palm Beach, Florida. Been down there. Then I went to college in Tampa. And then I moved to Atlanta. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So tell me, what is it like being a young black male uh, living in West Palm Beach? Uh, where I'm from, West Palm Beach is beautiful weather. The beach is right down the street. <laughs> Outside of that, you know what I'm saying? It's either you make a whole bunch of money. Or you don't. Middle class isn't really present. It's either you have or you don't have. And I was blessed to be, you know, not to have. But I did have some solid parents. Where, okay. Yeah. That's it's pretty cool, cool though. I grew up. I grew up. I had fun. Like we had to go outside. But, okay. And, you know, <laughs> wasn't too much. Uh, wasn't no internet really back then. You had American AOL. I mean, what was it? AOL? Yeah, the AOL dial-up internet. And that took so long. We just went outside. But, it just just you know, handled outside. outside huh? Played outside. So, so how, how old are you, Ferrari? 34. 34 years old. Yeah. So, so you come from that area. I think we was talking off camera just a minute ago. You come from that era where uh, what, Napster and everything was Napster, out. Napster, yeah, man. We was, I, we was talking off air about uh, I had the hustle in school. When I was in school, I was the person where, you know, um, I had the, the DVD burner and the CD burner. I would make, uh, before I could make DVDs, I can't even know if I'm allowed to talk about that. Right. <laughs> I, would make, I would make the CD like a playlist. Back before you can get a mix CD, before mixtapes came out, stuff like that. Yeah. In my high school, I mean, growing up in the early 2000s, you had to go buy the actual CD. Gotcha. Store yeah, I remember that. Your favorite song. But I had Napster at the time, and I had the, the, uh, the CD burner. And the burner wasn't expensive. I used to cut grass. So I was cutting grass. I bought the CD burner. That was like 200 bucks. Yeah. And then I had a computer. I bought a computer. Uh, I think it was a compact. I don't even, they don't even make those no more. And yeah. I had the program, I downloaded the program, and I would literally download songs and I would make lists for people. I would do a Valentine's Day mix, I would do a Memorial <laughs> Day mix, and I would charge $10, bro, every Friday. Friday. I would make and I would make, so I bought my first car when I was in 10th grade. I paid $2,000 for it. Mm, mm. My own money by myself. Just grind. And insurance, then I started working at Alamo Rental Car. I was making money, man. Hold on. Did you, but, did you go to school? All I did, all I did, it was just Saturday and Sunday. My parents, I would literally, when you drop off your rental car, I was the guy to go and I clean it out, put it through the washing machine, and then just go park it. That's all I did. Okay. I couldn't do nothing else. I was 16, 17, 18. You know what I'm saying? Not even 18, but yeah, 16. Yeah, 15, 16, 17. And then I, and then I worked at a Japanese restaurant too. So, so I just wanted money, man. So, because <laughs> I grew up, we grew up, the way I grew up, we didn't have money. And I just seen... I seen stuff that I wanted, so I used to, I had to go get it. And then a lot of my cousins, you know, they was doing street stuff. They didn't want me to do that. I could have sold drugs. I could have sold weed. I mean, I tried, but it's not my thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, ain't, I ain't even lying to you. Like, I just was like, let me try to figure out how to legally hustle. Gotcha. So I always want, because I always wanted to get the Jordans and stuff like that. You know gotcha. But my mom and dad was like, nah, we can't do it. I, mm. get, well, I had one pair of shoes per year. Mm. And I, that's how I keep my shoes so clean because I used to have to keep my shoes clean because, mm. you know what I'm saying, I was only getting one pair of shoes for you. And then Jordan's only didn't come out every month. 
Yeah, that's true. Back then. Back then. It came out twice a year. They had the all-star version, and then you had the when the season started. That's it. So, so, so take me back into West Palm Beach. Now, you was telling me that you either have or you don't. Yeah, you either have or you don't, man. So what, what, what really, what part of your life really accelerated you to be the person that we know today, the rest, the radio personality here of Atlanta? Who, how did you get there? What, is there anything in between there that made that stands out to you? I went to a magnet high school. Magnet high school. Now my classmates were rich because you either had a whole bunch of money again or mm-hmm. you didn't. Mm-hmm. So the kids used to dress nice in school or you didn't. You know, you, you was wearing bugle boy jeans or you was wearing Ralph Lauren and Tommy Hilfiger. I was wearing bugle boy jeans. Mm-hmm. I was wearing K-Swiss. I was wearing mm-hmm. Reebok Classics. What about Ivy Crew? <laughs> we didn't have that, but we had a uh, Polo Assassin. Gotcha. Which wasn't Polo. You would get picked yes. on because you had <laughs> you right. a big Polo sign. You're right. But we was cool at the end of the day. And, um, you know, we just made we made do with what it was. But then I started working in 10th grade and 11th grade. Gotcha. Now I'm coming to school with Jordans on. But I wasn't getting picked on. But the people in the hood wasn't trying to steal my Jordans because they knew who my cousins were. But my cousin was the real deal. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So I was kind of smooth with it. I kind of got grand, kind of like if your grandfather then, because uh-huh. you can have good clothes, but then when you go to the hood, they gonna rob you. They will take them. They won't go rob me because my rob the robbers was my cousins. <laughs> so you had a pass. So I had a pass. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So and, and I just and they always kept me out of trouble too. You know what I'm saying? I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Don't go over here. Don't do that. So you did have a core of some kind of uh, male leadership. The street dudes, to be honest with you, they are smart. And they, if they, and some of them, if they do have a heart, they'll see, oh, man, you talented. Don't do that. So you were pegged out as one of the ones yeah. that like, hey, no, nah, no, nah, you're talented. Yeah. You don't need to do what we and do. I went to high school with Devin Hester, too. So he was a, he was another person that was cool. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all, everybody yeah, knows no, Devin, Devin, Devin Hester. Yeah. At the time, he was the number one athlete in the country in my school. So hold on, but didn't you run track? I ran track, too. That's how I got So why, why you didn't run track? Come on now. What, what did you well, do on the track was, field? I, I was pretty good in track, and I got a scholarship, but at the same time, I got it because I couldn't get Hester. Man, Bobby Bowden, anybody you could think of, Nick Saban, he was at LSU at the time. Everybody was doing live practice. Wow. Football practice. And then there was, people was getting scholarships off of, okay, damn, who was that? Because of the, Cause the, the attention of Hester. Every head coach you could think of, Penn State head coach, whoever that was. Yeah. Anybody you could ever think of. I think of, it was Joe Paterno back then. He came. Gotcha. Everybody came, everybody came to our state, to our um, practice. I'm talking about practice. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So is he? But but noticing that you got an opportunity to go into sports, how'd you get into entertainment? I mean, I was good in sports, but I wasn't like world class. Because if you run the track, because I was fast, but when you talk about track, you got to run Olympic time. Yeah, that's true. To get a contract with Nike, Trimo, Reebok, true, whoever. Yeah, uh, New Balance. I think they was doing that time, but it was Puma and Nike really that was signing people. And um, you know, when you go in college, if you're not running Olympic time, then that's it. I I um. I used to play around the college radio station, and every time I would literally have a topic all day, the next day, everyone would walk up to me and be like, man, that, that thing was lit. What you going to talk about tomorrow? So I was like, all right, so, you know, it's a big deal. So I started doing the show every day on the radio to a point where I had so many crazy listeners, the entire college was tuned in. That's how I knew that I was good at radio. Mm-hmm. So now I said, okay, let me try to get on the radio in Tampa. Tampa, Florida is kind of like West Palm Beach. You kind of make a little money or you don't. And But the radio in Tampa is a little different. 
it's not urban. I got tattoos, you know, I dress, I wear, I wear jewelry. Gotcha. Usually, that's not your demographic that listens to the radio in Tampa. You know what I'm saying? That's how, I didn't know at the time, I'm thinking they just don't rock with me. But I know I'm good. You didn't know that someone, like, looking at how you look and how you dress. I didn't know that you have to fit the demographic in order to drive the ratings. Ratings are everything on radio. Gotcha. They're going to tune out. They, they can't identify you. So, you, so, you, so you're rocking it out in college. Mm-hmm. And you find out you have this gift and this talent. When did you make the transition up here to Atlanta? Now, what what made you come to Atlanta? My sister lives in Salina. Okay. My real sister lives in Salina. She doesn't anymore, but uh, I would come up here every summer. And I came up here the year that Jeezy and um, uh, the boys. Uh, boys in the Hood? Boys in the Hood. Gotcha. It was that summer when I decided, I said, I got to move up here because Atlanta was such on fire. I was like, man, and I was going to the let outs in the club and I just saw, that's when I started seeing people that looked like me in Ferraris gotcha. and four-door Porsches and, you know, luxury cars. I started gotcha. seeing young producers that are like 19, 20. And Only born. here in Atlanta. In Atlanta, I was like, I got to move up here. I fit the demographics. It fits you. This is me. So when did you come? When did you finally make it? 2009. 2009. September 2009. And so since you've been here, if I'm if, sleeping on my homeboy air mattress. Are you serious? Two hundred dollars in my bank account, man. Because I had a daughter at the time. She was born in 2008. She was one. I left her and her mom in Florida. So so pause, pause, pause. You mean tell me as a father? Yeah. You left to to go and grind. Yeah. $200 sleeping on your brother's couch to get here in Atlanta. One of my friends from college couch. And they, the other friend didn't even want me to come. He was like, nah. Nah. But then I um, I always had I always had a job. Gotcha. But the job was kind of hard to kind of make some money because I was always trying to, like, I would always put, put all my money into my brand. So I'm always buying something. I'm buying mm-hmm. some flyers for this. I'm getting some faces of me printed. So I spent my last dollar on my kids and my brand. Mm. I don't care how much money I got in my bank account. Gotcha. If I got to do something for my brand, I'm going to spend it right now. Right now. Because I know the money, the real money that I'm going to get is coming later. Gotcha. So if I got $4,000 in my account and something costs $3,500 and it's a, it's a, it's a necessity. necessity, I'm going to spend that $3,500. For my brand, my brand or my children, period. I don't give a damn what it is. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go hard because I take chances. That's me. And I make it, in my mind, I make it back anyway. That's right. Because I'm a hustler. Yeah. And, that, make it back. And, and putting it in your brand is like putting it into your children anyway because yeah. you can always hand your brand to your it children. It always pays off in a couple of months anyway because I'll gotcha. get something where they'll pay me $4,000 to do something. So I'm going to make that money back anyway. So being who you are, it does take it has taken a great deal of faith to jump out and make these certain leaps to get to the next step. Is there ever was there ever a time where you're like, yo, am I gonna survive this move? Yeah, right uh, and I started working a job and I had about twenty thousand saved to buy a house. And uh, I was married at the time and uh, I was like, nah, we ain't gonna get the house. Mm. I'm gonna support myself for six months. Mm. I can get on the radio, figure out how to Getting in the clubs and getting on the radio, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That money will come later. I ain't make the 20000 back yet, but. Oh, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I did. You yeah, made I it back. made it back. You made, made it back. back. <laughs> and now I'm happy because I was unhappy. I moved up to Atlanta trying to pursue my dream, and I was unhappy working a day job or, or just really working a place I didn't want to work. You know what I'm saying? I was getting up, I was upset going to work every day. 
what I'm saying? That's how I can recognize it when I go to other places. Like, I know that feeling. Yeah, you can almost see it on a person. They wear it. Yes, it's all over. You can smell it. So, well, tell me this: in your in your your transitions and your changes in life, is there something that you regret that you ever did? Another should have went left when you took right, or is it? Is there any other things that people can learn from from your story on how how they get themselves that next spot? Because I know a lot of people just scared. No, I, I will only say like my personal life is more so that I didn't I forgot to concentrate on because I'd be so focused on me, 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 me and my grind. You know what I'm saying? And then when I have free time, I focus it on my kids. Mm. Anyone outside of that really gets whatever is left. So I think more so my personal life, I could have focused on that a little bit more. I would have less personal issues. I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, well, you called us in to help you with the personal life a little bit on the credit report. Oh yeah, definitely. You yeah. know, once I start, once you start achieving so many goals that you set out, now I start fine tuning little things. Like last thing really I want to work on is like getting a six pack. Really, like I, I did that. I lost 140 pounds. For see, I just so ate was, the seafood trio last uh-huh, night. Red Lobster. Uh-huh. It just tastes so good. Yeah. Like, I, don't, you know what I'm like, I can't. I don't know if I can stop eating what I want to eat. Yeah. I just remember, hell, yeah, like, we had Red Lobster every once a quarter. Like, it had to be your birthday. So now, now you know when you feel like. I yesterday, and I got what I wanted for bro, my birthday. We're going to get you on some of that lamb. We're going to get some lamb chops. I do love some lamb chops. Though. Okay. You see, I go to, uh, to Cheetah and get huh? lamb chops. Cheat- cut, cut, guys, cut. We had Cheetah now. I'm just like. <laughs> Now nah, look, Ferrari. You I mean you? You're you're really the voice in the streets that uh, has shown. Uh, I see that you were doing reading program. Tell me something about that reading program with those children. Uh, that I like you got I do stuff that I naturally already do. So I read to my kids anyway. Mm, that's and, something we do too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I already do it. My give back. You know what I'm saying? My uh, just courtesy of me, man. Just me giving back. I'm very charitable when it comes to that. I'm a sneaker guy. I always donate. Yeah, I've seen the wall sneakers. of the shoes, man. Yeah, I wall just... of sneakers at the house, man. But I donate sneakers all the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Twice a year, I donate about 40 pairs a piece. Oh, sneakers, man. You know so there's some kids around there. Fly. I see what you got on. What you got on today? Yeah, some Vapor Maxes. You know what I'm saying? They're lit. <laughs> these, are, these are tennis ball vault Vapor Maxes. This is my first time wearing them today. Yeah, so kids, if y'all stay tuned, if y'all do, yeah, I might, yeah, sometimes if I have another pair in the car, um, see, still got, it's still got a little price tag. In. See, look, kids, if if you go to FerrariSimmons.com and and look at uh Ferrari reads, y'all make sure y'all get involved because it might. Sometimes, sometimes if I have a second pair of shoes in the car, I'll take off the shoes I have and give it to. Yeah, we, we're trying to give away some shoes, guys. So, I don't hold you too much longer. I know you, you're a busy man. Uh, one more question. What is the next big goal that we can expect from Ferrari Simmons in the near future, 10 years from now? What's something that you that I you have haven't done yet uh, that you want to do? I have something really, really, really big legally to say. All right. I love it. But uh, just know it's, when it happens, it should happen. Where can we find Ferrari Simmons? FerrariSimmons.com. You can Google it. I'm everywhere, especially in Atlanta. I'm always approachable. Do a lot of stuff for unsigned and new signed artists that's trying to build buzz. Uh, we do packages where we help artists grow the buzz. And, um, I'm in the clubs all the time, man. Just I'm very approachable. Like, you know, some people, you know, it just depends. You got to catch them at the right time. You catch me anytime. That's what I know about you. Don't ever see me. Yeah, I'm very approachable. You know, what I'm saying the only time, man, is just if you see me with Lil Rory and my two, my two other little, my three mini me's, man. That might not be the time. Not a good time. 
I'm cool, man. You can always post. Man, I appreciate it very much. We appreciate your time, guys. Okay, you listen man. to financialid.info. We had Ferrari Simmons talking about a little bit and about financial ID. Got my credit right. I was in like I think I was. In Four ninety five. We might go to the commentary sale. Yeah, we have seven hundred now. Seven hundred now. Trying to get the eight fifty. No, no deposits. Yeah, we're trying to get the eight fifty. <laughs> no, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. No problem, bro. Thank you. So you guys just got a chance to listen to our brother Ferrari Simmons from Streets ninety four five here in Atlanta, Georgia. Guys, if you've never been to Atlanta, if you've ever been on the club scene in Atlanta, you've probably seen this guy rocking a microphone. But it's a pleasure to be able to have him on with us because he's been working with us for the last few years. My wife, Samantha, uh, was running up Stone Mountain with those guys a few years back, helping them um, um, stay in shape. Now, I think that was probably keeping her in shape. But anyway, it's all good. Now we're able to come back and help his finances stay in shape. And like he mentioned, you know, we took him out of the 400s into the 700 clubs, and he was actually able to receive the benefits of having zero down payment on moving in one of his new places. So we're really excited be to bring this information to people all over because, you know, we haven't just worked with Ferrari and Solo and Brandon T. Jackson and Kerry Hilson and you name it. I mean, we've at the personal level and the business level, um, from rich to poor, we've helped people of all walks of life find a better way to make the path easier for them, show them the right way. And, and, and sometimes you just need somebody that you can trust. That's the most important thing that I would think is our clients trust that we're here to help them. We're not here to ridicule them of any mistakes they've made in the past. We've really been here just to help them get back on track or make it easier when, in a world full of information but which, which information is correct. So, um, yeah, you listen to Javaris Banks with uh, the founder of FinancialID.info. You listen to our podcast. And like I said, you just had a chance to check out Ferrari Simmons. If you haven't been here to Atlanta yet, come check us out. Uh, our office is here on Peachtree Street. We're more than welcome. Um, people got to schedule a meeting and get a chance to talk to us. But that's something we like to do is our passion. That's what we love to do. Uh, if you're first time here and listen to any of our podcasts, financialid.info, go to our website, download the newsletter, download the Kickstarter guide, get informed, stay informed, because what we're here to do is show you how to create more streams of income, have better credit, and live a whole new lifestyle, guys. This is your lifestyle change room. Let's switch it out right now. So, guys, I'm always up for any of your questions or comments or suggestions for our next show or who we should invite on. Send me an email at help at financialid.info, and I will get back to it as soon as possible. We'll love to hear from you guys. Stay tuned for more. And if you all appreciate it, don't forget, like, share, comment. Make sure you rate this podcast, and we're bringing more of what matters to you. You're listening to Javaris Banks, financialid.info.